This is Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce. And this is Rina, guest hosting from Silentium. Rolling your damn R's again. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> You mean Chris? <laughs> this is yes. This is Chris with the brutally delicious podcast. Jesus. I'm pretty sure that's racist, though, Bruce. You're making. Fun I of- don't think it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Today we've got Brittany Hayes from Unleash the Archers, and I know Chris. You said you're from their hometown, right? Vancouver, baby. So this will be a pretty good. Uh, I know they got a new record out. I'm looking forward to speaking with them. Okay, before we get them on the line, have you seen their new video? Yes, you sent it to me. It's absolutely awesome. Oh my god! The <laughs> I'm trying That's to the racing one, the jogging one, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to it's... find it, but I can't find it anywhere. It was. It's awesome. I haven't seen it. So what's it about? It they they're racing. They're <laughs> I'll, 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 let me find it on YouTube. Hello, Brittany. Yeah, it's Bruce Moore here. I got my partner Chris. Hi. We have a guest. Have a guest host, Rena from Finland. Say hello, Rena. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm all right. How's the weather up there? Hello? It's lovely. Is it nice up there? Oh, yeah. It's hot I've right never now, been. isn't it? It's like 30 degrees Celsius or something. Oh, uh, 23. Oh, shit. It's cold. No, 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 no. 23 Celsius is like, uh, I don't know. It's like perfect. It's not, it's warm and sunny. <laughs> And you can lay out in the sun without dying, but you don't, and you don't get cold at all. It's like perfect. Yeah. I for Canadian, for Canadian. I don't know. Maybe you guys. I, I, I miss me. Vancouver a lot sometimes. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's, Vancouver's it's a beautiful awesome place. Up here. Yeah. Like Finland and currently are, are very much alike. And I don't mean to make this about the weather, <laughs> but like in a lot of ways, Finland and Canada have a lot in common. And I t- completely agree with you. That's the perfect temperature. 23. It's good. Anything above that is torture. So Bruce All doesn't, right, so Bruce doesn't know, know what 23, 23 is. Means. It's about 74. Okay. 74. I could deal with That's a much more logical number. 74, 75, <laughs> somewhere in there. I'm still learning. I speak in Celsius height. So, Brittany, I've only been in the U.S. now for two and a half years, so and I lived in Vancouver for about twenty. So, I'm still learning about the imperial systems of measurement. Yeah, that uh, must be difficult. I don't think I'd ever be able to switch. It's it's just it's too ingrained in my brain. I've tried, I've tried, cannot figure it out. <laughs> You've tried to come over to the right, the correct side, and you haven't been able to. There's no correct side. No. I mean, I, all I know is that uh, when you get into a hotel room, if the thing is any higher than 72, put on the air conditioning. <laughs> 72. <laughs> cool. Brittany, I got to say, I'm so happy to have you because not only are you the first female to take part in the Sausage Fest of a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing this five hours now and and on top of that you are the first person to understand the metric system so i have great hey Hey. oh oh. gratitude towards you girl i'm so offended right now i got two points okay so let's get on to unleash the archers so uh about two weeks ago my youtube dings me and it says 
new video from Unleash the Archers. I was like, oh, sweet. I can't wait to watch this. So I turn it on and I, I basically had to change my clothes from pissing myself laughing. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. I like the song was absolutely killer, but the video, like how how did you come up with that idea for the video? Because it's just it's just something else. I know. It's um well we were like, okay, this song is coming out after the album has come out, so everyone will have access to it. They will have listened to it all weekend. You know, they'll know the songs. So it's not as important that it visually applies to the record. That's that was that was our thoughts. And um you know, we had two more, you know, serious videos that we released for the singles. So we were kind of like, well, let's have some fun. We like, you know, we like to have fun with our music videos. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We do most of the acting and, you know, it's just kind of a, a really fun side of things. I mean, they're brutal. Filming music videos is brutal, but, um, you know, coming up with the ideas and then figuring out how to you know, make it all work on a tiny little budget. All that stuff is, is like really fun. So we came up with this idea that we were going to race each other because, you know, faster than light, you gotta <laughs> who's, see who's faster than light. And uh, so we were like, okay, we're going to race. And then we went to our director and he's like, okay, yeah, I can do that. And we kind of bounced it around a little bit. He's like, but you know, that could get kind of boring. So have you guys ever read the book, the long walk by Stephen King? And we were like, no, he's like, right. well, basically you slow down, you die. <laughs> and we were like, all right, we're in. <laughs> Let's do it. And, uh, got our friend on board to be our shooter, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, it was so funny, though. Like the whole day, we were just drinking booze and filming. It was a quick shoot, it was only like five hours, which is extremely rare. Um, we were surrounded by regular folks on the track, and they none of them cared. I mean, we pulled out a freaking pistol, and none of them cared. <laughs> and, uh, it was just it was hilarious and then when we saw the first cut we all i think i laughed the whole time and i was just like yeah. yes this is exactly what we wanted i, we I want people to laugh i shared that video with probably 10 friends through messenger i was oh. like you have to watch this <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you for that we appreciate that How, was, but, was, yeah. Nap, was napalm okay with that idea for the video oh we didn't even send them a treatment or anything we were just like here's the video and they were like okay and then they didn't even say anything. So I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what they thought. I was like, well, you should watch it. It's really funny. And they were like, okay. And then nothing. <laughs> and, then, and then they released it. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt they even watched it. I mean, I think Moni's the one that posted it. So I'm sure she watched it. She was probably just like, oh, stupid Canadians. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And it's it's much easier to apologize than to get permission. So exactly, yeah, absolutely. Was yeah, the biggest yeah. part of the budget renting the limo? <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it absolutely was. Uh, actually, maybe the jackets, the Adidas jackets, were probably up there as well. Yeah, yeah, the seventies style jackets, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we had to buy four of those. So that was, I think, it was. Yeah, in the same range as how much the limo costs. <laughs> now, here's another question: where did you where did you find those boys' short shorts? <laughs> On Amazon, of course. Where do you find everything else that you need in life? <laughs> yeah, we had to search like seventies short shorts, boys' shorts, men's shorts, shorts with piping, neon shorts, fluorescent shorts. It was just like we absolutely searched That's everywhere. Great. So, yeah, it was pretty funny. Okay, but it worked out though. <laughs> I actually have a Vancouver-related question right now. 
So the main metal venue is the rickshaw, basically, for, for a band of your size. And they're, they're going through some pretty hard times. So how can people go about supporting the rickshaw in any way? Do you know? Well, there is a website called the... Oh, can't remember what exactly. I think it's like Support Canadian Venue, something like that. Okay. Um, it's this Canadian Venue Coalition. And they have a little program out there. It's like a petition you can sign to uh, have the Canadian government, you know, make sure that they keep venues in mind when it comes to all the opening phases and and that kind of thing. And and I think there's a donation link there. But um, there's also what we did is we did a live stream at the rickshaw and split the profits with them. So all the ticket sales went, you know, some of the money went to them just like it, you know, would if we were having an actual show there, basically. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And I think that, I'm sorry, go on. No, go, go ahead. I think that if every band does that, you know, in their hometown, picks the venue that they really want to survive and, and do some live streams there and, and share the, the profits. I think that'll really help. Cause I don't know, like there's a few venues in Vancouver that do metal, but I don't think metal would be, like the metal community in Vancouver has grown exponentially over the last few years. And I think mm-hmm. in large part is because of the rickshaw. Yep. They gave this community a place to thrive. They really did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that's why they're, you know, they're so important to us. And, um, you know, when we were talking about doing a live stream, it was, uh, we, we were you know, discussing venues and, and where we can do it and how we can do it. And we were watching everyone else's and seeing what they were all doing and stuff. And, um, you know, we all were kind of like, okay, so we should do it at the rickshaw. But then it's like, oh, it's going to be difficult. And like, do we want to do it in a studio where you can have like camera guys on the floor with you? And like, what do we want here? And really, then it just came down to like, now oh, we got to do this like a show, you know, and where would we do our album release show? We do it at the rickshaw. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So we were like, let's just, you know, and then obviously we're like, okay, we got to split the split the income from that with that because there's, uh, you know, there's no other way for them to make money right now. Like we have merch, we have passive stuff going on, but they have nothing, nothing, zero. And they, you know, they make all their money off of alcohol sales and, um, you know, just the venue fee and that kind of thing. So we're just kind of like, you know, we want these guys to be around when uh, when all this is done. So we got to got to support them and, and include them in this. Yeah. So that's for, awesome. So for Bruce and Rena, they don't know what the rickshaw is. I've, I've been to the rickshaw more times than I can remember. Usually cause I was wasted, but um, Bruce, what are you doing in there? So, <laughs> what, what did you hear now? I'm hearing <laughs> bottles jingling and jangling. Uh, it's a stupid dog in her collar. Oh no, no, no. You're just not hiding your drinking problem very well. <laughs> yeah. I'm on coffee. You're the one who's like four in already. Okay, so so the rickshaw is a venue in Vancouver that's an old, old, like super old theater. Like, mm-hmm. how old is it? Do you know? Oh, not a clue. I think Hello, it used Google. to be the Chinese theater, they called it. Yeah. And and it's like, you go in there and you're like thrown rickshaw back in time. In the name somewhere. But. Yeah, yeah. You go way back in time. Totally. <laughs> it's like, the bathrooms are like these weird little... <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. There's like scroll work on everything, and um, you know, like it's just just imagine being at a theater like in the 20s or something. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, I don't oh know either. 
But cool. um, I saw Rory, and um, I know that Bruce knows Rory. He yeah. was he was tour managing for Epica at the time, and I went and met him down there, and he made that place sound better than I've ever heard it sound. He was just a monster of a sound guy mm-hmm. in there in that room. And when you get the right sound person in that room, it can sound quite good. Oh man, you have no idea. I that's where we discovered our sound tech, JJ. Really? Because I walked into the rickshaw. Yeah, I walked into the rickshaw and I was like, hey, new bins. I was like, and they're hung from the ceiling. And I'm like, what? And there's subs on the floor. And I'm like, what the heck? This sounds amazing. Who, who's this person behind the board? <laughs> yeah. And I walked over and there's a friend of mine, JJ, who had known since I was like 18. He was my boss at my first job. And I was just uh. like, JJ, what are you doing here? What? You're a sound guy? And he's like, yeah, what the, What are you doing here? You like heavy metal? And I'm like, yeah, man. And uh, I was like, what the hell? How come it sounds so amazing? He's like, well, I'm the new in-house tech. And I, the first thing I did is I made them buy new speakers. And I was like, damn, but like, it still sounds like so amazing. And he, it's just honestly what he, he like moved. He like, he's a mathematician behind the board. So he just knows exactly where all the speakers need to be to get the right, like he just plays to the room so well. And then I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, awesome. Good to see you, bud. And then I went to, I don't know if you, if you know, um, the, uh, oh shoot, what's it called? The, uh, little starts with an A on Hastings street. Oh, oh yeah. I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. I can't think of it right now, but it's, um, it's the same kind of thing. Older venue had a, you know, does not sound good most yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I walk in there to see, um, what's that female-fronted band? She plays the bass. She sounds super rad. Something about a freaking, <laughs> oh, my God. That's, my brain is just turned off today. Um, I walk in there, and it sounds, it's a completely different room. And I was like, holy shit, these guys sound absolutely balls. 100%, I bet you JJ's behind the board. And I walked over and. And there he was. I was just like, holy crap. If the sound guy can That's make funny. this room sound like this, I was like, he must be mine. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're completely right. A good sound guy is worth his weight in gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And so hard to find. Yeah. No, absolutely. I um, went to a show a while back. I won't say whose it was. And... Um, <laughs> Sounded great. Then there, then the touring sound guy got behind the board, and all of a sudden everything was just trash. And I was like, "Oh man, I need to tell that band that they gotta find somebody new." Whew. Yeah, just- thing. what you're describing is super rare talent where they can actually read the space and uh-huh. modify what they're doing according to the space and the amount of people and the band and blah blah blah. All of that. Yes, all of that is so important and you get someone in there that's just like i like really high mids and i like this and that and they just pay no attention to what the actual room does then yeah you're just you're gonna be in a whole load of trouble that's that's the most important part is figuring out how to flatten the room before you can even mix into it yeah absolutely so are you talking about pat's pub or pub 340 no neither of those oh crap yeah it doesn't matter yeah, you're just trying to be slick. Astoria. Ah, I got it. The Astoria. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. No, I'm talking. Like, now that I have the pleasure of talking to a female vocalist, 
are you worried about COVID and like, are you, cause I'm, I'm a little paranoid about getting it, not because I'm afraid of dying or even giving it to somebody else who might die, but selfishly, I'm worried about the damage that it could do to my lungs that could be permanent. Is this something that you worry about? I mean, not on the regular, but yes, absolutely. You know, I think about it sometimes and it's like, okay, I'm going to do my best to protect myself, but you know, there's, there's probably something that you're not thinking about and that's where it's going to get you. But and then I think about it, it's like, yeah, but that would really suck if I got the really bad one that destroys your lungs, you know, because right. there's, there's a lot of, um, like, lasting issues with this thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I, have a, yeah. I have a close friend who I speak to every day that had it, and she's still getting over it and still not able to talk properly and breathe properly. And she didn't even have, like, she didn't have to go to hospital. She just had... Like regular, I mean, they were still pretty shitty symptoms and that took her out pretty hard, but, um, you know, it wasn't the worst. She wasn't on a, you know, intubated or anything like that. So it was just like, wow, if this does it like that at this minor scale, then Jesus, just imagine. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I find it so weird that people are just talking about the death and the other, like, you know, probably or likely or possibly, um, forever effects that it could have are seem yeah. sort of dismissed in the conversation about the subject. Yeah. And they've had new research come out that apparently it could like permanently, um, if a child gets it, it permanently, uh, disfigures their lungs and, and they will have like heart issues and lung issues for the rest of their lives. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. I don't, I just like, and people are like, Oh, it's just the flu. <laughs> like, are you stupid? <laughs> yeah, because it seems like the arguments are often like, well, a common flu kills this and this one, but, you know, a common flu won't cripple you for life normally. Yeah, no, it won't. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that because um, down here it's a little bit different sometimes. <laughs> so it's, 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 nice to, it's nice to hear that coming from up north. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we got our we got our crazies too, you know. Every everyone does. They're not totally handling it perfectly up here. We've got our fair share. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But you don't have the orange guy in control, so you're you're <laughs> no orange. Idiot. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so but, there's a big difference. Sorry, I usually don't make it political, but since you're there, then what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny? We were honestly just talking about this last night and it's just kind of like, we really wish that we could just, you know, like drive a big spike into the continent and split it and then just float away because it was just, it's so hard being on top of you guys right now. Not even funny. And then we were like, okay, let's go like join up. We'll just float on over and join up with the Scandinavians because we love it there. We love, it just feels so like-minded to us. And then we were like, yeah. But the only room over there is on top of Russia. <laughs> I don't know which one's this, this sounds like a conversation that was had over top of some Canadian legal. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, this is not a good thing, Brittany, but, but Siberia is warming up. <laughs> so, you know, it could be habitable even soon. <laughs> all right, okay. It's sweet. Sounds perfect. <laughs> 24 degrees all year long. <laughs> okay, so... Here's here's an unrelated but funny question. What effect did marijuana legalization have on the city of Vancouver? I don't know. You just 
people smoke it in the parks now. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, and they smoked it before, but now it's like people don't care. They're just walking down the sidewalk with it. So you just smell it a little bit more often. Yeah. But other than that, other than change. that, nothing. No, nothing changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss my hometown. I mean, we had we had dispensaries before. We had illegal dispensaries, and the cops just didn't even do anything about us. It's like it was weird. It's like they didn't care. Yeah. So you could go there and buy weed as long as you had one of those medical marijuana um, cards. And they had a so doctor on have- site that would get you one. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then the only difference is that all those guys had new uh, provincial regulations to abide by, and. Um, and all of a sudden they could sell to everyone. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Interesting times. Yeah, right? I think it's great. Just who cares? Yeah. Stop spending it's, money. It's just a weed. Um, it's just weed. Yeah. Yeah. You guys did it yeah. the smart way. You allocated like the tax income to building your communities and yeah. directed that money into schools and, and just good things that are positive things. And I think that was like a super smart way to approach the whole thing. And uh, the, the, obviously this discussion is, is being had in a lot of places here in Finland as well, but we are pretty conservative people. So I, I predict that the legalization or even the de- decriminalization isn't going to happen here very soon. Probably Estonia is going to beat us all to the punch. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, I think like... I didn't think you guys... Sorry, go ahead. I didn't think of you guys as being conservative, but you know, I, I, not that I'm like totally up on the politics over there, but <laughs> I don't know, it just feels yeah, like Scandinavia is kind of a dreamland of liberalization. You know, yeah, it's it is socialization. Yeah, but partly that, but then there's like surprisingly conservative views on some matters, especially this one. But you know, like pro, pro, ah, hold on, sorry, oh. progress. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that was a hard word, right? Progress. <laughs> you got to roll your R and then it'll be fine. Yeah, progress. And then, but it's a, it's a slow train to move. But, you know, it's still yeah. moving, you know. So what's in the plans for Unleash the Archers coming up here? Oh, we're doing a rerun of our live stream that we did at the rickshaw uh, this weekend. So that's kind of fun. Where can, and then- pe- where can people go see that? Um, it's just, it's on ticketspice.com. You buy tickets and then, um, you get a link in your confirmation that basically says start stream now, but it's not, it doesn't go live until Friday. Um, and, uh, yeah, what else? Just going to kind of hang out. I think not, not, uh, not too much, probably start jamming here pretty quick. Get ready for 2021. Got a lot of dates booked for 2021 and all of the festivals that we had booked for this summer have been rebooked for next summer. So it's going to be a really busy year next year if if, if we can if, get if. out there if yeah, yeah if coronavirus allows. Okay, I have one other question. I'm sorry to keep you. Um, where no, did no you worries. guys where did you guys record your record? With Jacob Hansen at Hansen Studios in Denmark. Oh wow! Yeah, Denmark to do it. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's our guy. He's just so good at what he does, and he's done like all of my favorite records. Um, we initially actually discovered him back in 2015 when we were trying to find someone to do time stand still. And we were like, Hey, are you available? He's like, what? No, I have like six months in advance here. People. And we were like, Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, let's book in for the next one. <laughs> Three years later uh, or two years, I guess it was. Um, and, uh, um, but he's just like incredible. He's done 
uh, all the Amaranth records. He d- he's done Dragonland. He's done Volbeat. He's done um, Mercenary, the Last Flesh God record, uh, wow. like Primal Fear. He's just done like all the albums that I love. So uh, we decided that we were going to use him for our mix and master. And also we decided to go there and actually track with him because it's just easier to focus on the album and not, you know, a lot of people are doing this track at home, send it off to mix and master kind of a thing. And we just like, uh, we really just wanted to have, you know, nothing but the album going on in our lives. We call it a destination record. Um, so that you can just focus on it and, and not have things like a day job wearing you down or whatever, be tired because of this, that, or the other. And, um, trying to just squeeze the record in there instead of doing that. It was like this month is all about the record. And two, if you do the record at home, you know, you could be like, well, you know, we should maybe go to this show or maybe we should do this or maybe yeah. we should do that. If you go to Denmark, yeah. I mean, you're in the studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also like when you're in the studio, and, like and compared to like if you're doing it, somebody remotely there and another person there, you don't get the like in the moment magic. I don't know if that happens with you guys, does it? Like you know that you're in the studio, you're only recording, and you're like, wait a minute, this part could be like this or like that, and you come up with new, like, new ideas and stuff. Does that happen with you guys when you you're in the studio? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Take a I mean, we had pretty much everything written, so Jacob doesn't really mess with it too much when you've got it um, focused and ready to go. But he uh, definitely helped with the harmonies on this one. I mean, I wrote everything, and then I'd be like, okay, so that's it. He'd be like, mm, I think we could, can go one higher. And I'd be like, okay. You know, and like, you're just, you'd just be like, mm, let's do one more. And so you just kind of like add that other layer in there and he's just pushing me to do more as opposed to what I would have done that would have just kind of been um you know okay here we got the third and the fifth and let's let's keep it at that or whatever you know he'd say yeah but let's do the lower octave and the upper octave too you know like and let's see if that works or you know things like that and he just kind of pushed me to to do more just so we have more options yeah yeah that's that's so valuable to have somebody that actually you know produces your vocals or challenges you yeah and obviously you're an amazing vocalist and the new album is super great and I don't know if you need, you probably don't need a, a producer to give you like tips on like, open your mouth more. <laughs> but like, I, I find it very, you know, valuable if there is a producer like that, that actually knows like in technique and gives oh, you absolutely. like pointers on how to do it. But yeah, I agree. I completely love that. I've, I've tried doing things on my own at home and then, you know, I, I, it's not bad, but then I really like to go to Brayden, who is our old guitar player, whenever I have to do things like guest work on other people's albums and things like that, because I'll, you know, I'll have him there to bounce things off of. And he's really very talented producer as well. So I'll be like, I don't know, do you think I should put, make that a little bit more nasally? And he'll be like, I don't know, let's try it. And then he'll be like, ah, no, you know, you were doing it right before or whatever, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. It's really nice to have that person yeah. there. Yeah. You. yeah. You know, the I've, I've, I've had the chance to see you guys a few times, but I think my favorite set from you guys that I saw was uh, 70,000 tons of metal in a theater. Yeah. Yeah. That was was like, it just looked like you guys were having the time of your freaking life. Oh yeah. Yes. We try to when we're up there. (laughs) (laughs) And I was telling Chris before we started this, I don't know if you remember, but do you remember getting recipes to my first cookbook? Oh, Yes. 
Yes, we your, do. <laughs> your chocolate chip cookies are still a favorite in, around the house. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you just think he said that earlier before we started talking. Yeah. That was back in like 2011, 2010. That was kind of funny. I know. We still have that book somewhere. I can't remember. We moved. So it's in, all of our books are in boxes, but we still have it. Great. Anyway, I want to thank you for taking the time. Um, I really appreciate it. Chris, you got anything else? I don't. Thank you so much for uh, joining us and bringing me some memories of my old homes, hometown. Nice. nice. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate for, it. And thanks for plugging the rickshaw. Yeah, no worries. Absolutely. Such love, uh, such a hey, love. Thank you, Brittany. Oh, no worries. Absolutely. Solidarity. Yes. Metal Sisters Unite. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. Stay safe. No worries. You too. Be well. Bye. Bye. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same so if that sounds cool you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and i'll see you there